Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is your boy Jalen, and this is episode 100. <laughs> I know it's, it's 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 wild when I really hear about it, when I hear it, when I think about it. It's it's episode 100. I am excited, man. I'm excited. Uh, when people ask me, "Damn, Jay, did you expect to be here?" Yes, 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 I did. I expected to be here because <laughs> I love doing this. You know, I, I love talking about sports. But again. This is the Unpopular Podcast, and the biggest thing to talk about this week was, you know, okay, here's the thing about messages. Some Sometimes message is very important. Sometimes the message is important, but it's also important, the, the, another important aspect of messages is who the messenger is. So this, or last week, spilling over into this week. We heard Kyrie Irving and a, and a and a and a NBA players coalition express uh, express their disapproval of the NBA season starting back up. Some of them was talking about what's happening with the riots and the protest. Some of them was talking about the health of the players. And here's what I'm saying. Here's what I'll say about that. I understand. I understand completely, and I agree with the fact that basketball is not the most important thing in the world right now. In fact, sports in general is not the most important thing in the world right now. I understand that. I understand that you got people protest. They've been protesting for like three weeks straight. You got people that have been, people that have lost their lives due to police brutality. I understand that. And I, and I, when I, uh, Kyrie Irving and, and, and a couple of players, I know Lou Williams spoke out, Dwight Howard spoke out. I think Avery Bradley was someone that spoke out. Here's where I agree with them in this sense. I agree with the fact that basketball is not important, most important thing right now. And that's pretty much, and, and another concern is the bubble. Now, for people that don't know, when the NBA season starts, it'll be starting in Orlando at Disney. They'll be in the bubble for about three months. Teams can't really leave the bubble, go in and out, because they want to limit the amount of traffic and amount of footsteps that come because they don't want, you know, there's still a real feel, a real, a real feel, fear, Jesus loves you, <laughs> a real fear of COVID-19 still out there. And people don't, people are afraid, which, because there's no virus. I mean, there's people that are unfortunately still losing their lives to this thing. So you want to limit the amount of footsteps to go in and out of the arena of what's going on with the NBA. So I get that. And I, and I, and I understand that part as in, again, you want to keep your players safe, yet you still want to have a season. And I would feel some type like I would feel some type of way if I was pretty much forced to still stay in the house because I mean we're all well some, most of us are still quarantining right now. I would feel some type of way if I had to stay in the house and somebody else didn't, or if I had to stay in the house and I couldn't see my family. Oh, I'm sorry. If I had to stay in a hotel and I couldn't see my family be around my family just to play basketball, especially if my team ain't got no shot. Like if you're as unfortunate as it is, if you're the Wizards, you really ain't got no shot, bro. If you're the Suns, you don't really have a shot. If you're the Pelicans, you don't really have a shot. So I'd feel some type of way about that as well. But here's where, in fact, that's pretty much the only thing I agree with Kyrie about. The world needs, let me say this, LeBron James is probably the most recognizable star in the world. That's, that's non-negotiable. Like LeBron James, you have Steph Curry, who's not going to be there, but you have Steph Curry. NBA players are some of the most famous basketball or famous athletes in the world. And when you have everybody that's looking at a or that will be watching the NBA 
you have ample amount of viewers, ample amount of eyes, minds that you could pass a message along to. You see, what, what Kyrie is saying, and Steven Jackson said it too, what Kyrie is saying is why should we play when you have people that are still protesting for Black Lives Matter, you still have cops killing innocent people, you still have this, that, and the third, and I understand that. But what happens if you don't play? What 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 then what do you do then? What happens to the people that are only like are, are which I don't know who would be, but are, are oblivious to what's happening outside and all they want to do is watch the NBA? So then once they're watching the NBA and they're watching a LeBron James, they're watching a Kawhi Leonard, they're watching a Paul George, they're watching an Anthony Davis, they're watching a Giannis, then you can use that platform to spread Black Lives Matter messages or to spread equality messages. And don't and trust me, I get that. And I, and I, I said it, I, I just said it, I just said it. I get that basketball is not the most important thing right now. But, and I, and I hear a lot of people say the world needs a distraction. Do I agree with that? Not really. Because the world needs to be focused on what's happening to African Americans at the hands of the police, at the hands of racist uh, people, at the hands of people that are sworn to protect us. They need to understand and see that. What I do also understand is that you can use your platform, like I can use this platform, the podcast platform, to spread Black Lives Matter, to spread this, that, and third, to spread whatever I want to spread, because it's my platform. When you're the NBA, and you, you could use that. You can use people that are oblivious to what's going on and only want to see basketball, and then show them, hey, this is what's going on in the world. And I go back to when I say messages can be lost if the messenger is not who somebody wants the messenger to be, if that makes sense. The reason it'll be different if. If Kevin, it'd be different if Steph Curry said this, hey, I don't think we should be playing right now. It's a little fishy. You know, let's not do it. It'd be different if. It'd be different if, if Paul George said this. It'd be different if Anthony Davis said this. It'd be different if, what's another star? If D Damian Lillard said this. It'd be different if they said, hey, I don't know if I'm really comfortable with playing right now, which, which makes complete sense. But the fact that it's Kyrie Irving and the fact that what happened in Cleveland, what happened in Boston, and some of the rumblings that's been happening in Brooklyn, you, you can't be the one to say that, bro. Now, again, what you're saying is not right, and you can say whatever you want. Don't get me wrong, but you're not going to get as many people on your side, especially what has happened before. If I cry wolf a thousand times and a wolf is really coming, it's like, do they really want to hear me? And I'm not saying Kyrie's been lying, but what I'm saying is you've been known to, to disrupt locker rooms, disrupt teams. It's like they don't really want to hear that, especially when – you have LeBron James adamant and ready to come back to, to play. You have Patrick Beverly says, hey, if LeBron James playing, we playing. You have so many people ready for the season to start that you just – Kyrie really can't be the one to say it, man. He cannot be the one to say it. But I agree with him. I, I'm excited about the season, and I do think that the NBA still needs to – one, use the platform, which I know LeBron James is going to do. I know other athletes are going to do, but still need to use this platform in order to spread the Black Lives Matters um, movement, to spread police or shine light on police brutality. I understand if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do, and I respect it. So do your thing. But that's what you, you know, just because basketball is starting doesn't mean that people are just going to forget about Black Lives Matter. In fact, I think more people will be tuned in seeing as though the NBA has already come out and said that they're going to make a strong effort at, in promoting Black Lives Matter. The NFL said they're going to make a, uh, which we'll talk to about in a minute, 
they said they're going to make a concerted effort. Uh, NHL said they're going to make a concerted effort. People are people are watching the WNBA, who was another thing we'll talk about in a minute. They said that they're making concerted effort. So you're going to get people that maybe don't want to, don't really want to watch the protests, don't really want to watch all the speeches. You're you're going to get those people, and it's like, all right, let's see what you really got to say. So I'm for the NBA season starting and. I also understand the struggle of the whole bubble. Again, I am an introvert. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't really got no problem when it comes to quarantine and staying in the house. But I can say that there were times when I struggled a little bit due to the fact that I was kind of forced to stay in the house. You know what I mean? So, and, and, and it's, it's going to be worse for the players when you see everybody in, in the world that's able to then walk around and do what they got to do. And you still have to be secluded just for to play basketball when really only maybe three or four teams really have a shot of winning. So I get it. I'm, I'm excited for the season and yeah, Kyrie. I, it, it's, and, and, and that's the, that's the worst part about it. Outside of Steven Jackson and Lou Williams, it's Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard are like the frontline men that's trying to, I guess, quote unquote, stop the season. Now, again, I understand what they're saying, but when you have two people, and don't get me wrong, I was a huge Dwight Howard fan growing up. I, I, I think Dwight Howard, you know, his his he's the first Battle Hall of Famer. I get it. But I understand that, like, he had problems in, at the end of Orlando. He had problems the first time in L.A. He had Atlanta. He had Washington. He had um, Houston. He had Charlotte. So uh, it's the messengers, man, the messengers. But, hey, the NBA season is going to start July 30th. No, 31st. I did see that they moved it up one day. They made an announcement about that, too, which is kind of funny. Like, yo, the season's starting early, man. I know we said July 1st. I mean, July 31st, but we're going to start a little earlier, man, because we love y'all so much. We're going to start July 30th. I'm like, wait, whoa, a whole day? (laughs) Okay, okay. But yeah, the NBA season starts July 30th now, I believe, and uh, I'm excited. And I don't think, I don't think uh, Kyrie Irving and his coalition are going to really stop the season, seeing as though you have the world that's, that's ready for this. And not to mention... The ramifications that it's going to have moving forward, like if the season stops, that you pretty much don't have a seat. Well, the CB, the 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 player bargaining agreement is pretty much going to have to be ripped up and start over. That's and that's not what you want. That that could potentially be a lockout for 2020, 2021 season. Oh, that didn't say that. That didn't sound right. Two thousand like next next season could be lockout due to the fact that you didn't play this season. Now, yes. And I also understand what Austin Rivers was saying. Austin Rivers was saying, you know, you can use your platform for to to spread to spread the cause. That's what the NBA is going to do. And you got to think about players that's not superstars. That's not Kyrie. That's not KD. That's not Steph Curry. That's not LeBron James. That's not Anthony Davis. The, 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 the players that really need the money. What are you gonna? How are they gonna get compensated? Some there's some players. I know they make thousands upon thousands upon millions upon millions of dollars, but there's some players that's living paycheck to paycheck. I know it sounds crazy to think, but there are some NBA players that are living paycheck to paycheck, and they need this money. They need the money to play. So I understand what Austin Rivers was saying. I understand, yo, bro. Like I get what you're saying, but and, and Ed Davis, I think, said it too. I think about the, it's easy for Kyrie to sit out. You have millions upon millions. What about the person that's making 500K a season that has their mom on payroll, that has their family on payroll, that has a couple, you know, a house that they have to pay for? Like 500K is a a lot, of course. But when you have 500K, plus you got to pay for your mom's house, plus you got to pay for your car, you got to pay for everything. It's like you need to play, bro. So I understand both sides. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not bashing Kyrie saying, bro, you're you're hella wrong. Because I understand what he's saying. And I understand the other side saying, yo, some people, some players need to play. You know, it's not going to be a distraction. Well, it is going to be a distraction. However, you can still, the NBA, if the NBA plays right, LeBron James plays right, all the, all, all the stars use their platforms right, 
it's still going to spread awareness. So, you know, I think it's it's just we need to see. We, we, we're we going to see what happens. And, hey, I, I think um, the season going to start regardless. I mean, <laughs> the play, and, and, and that's another thing. I know I keep saying that's nothing, but that's another thing. Kyrie ain't even playing. Kyrie injured. Like, Kyrie... Well, he said he'll go to the bubble and support his team, but he's not even playing. So it'd be different if he was playing. Like, come on, bro. Come on. But that's the NBA. And, and sticking with basketball, the WNBA his start will, will be starting July, late July. I don't think they gave a date. But late July. It is a shortened season a little bit. It'll be 22 games. However, they will be the all the players get full pay, which I really, really like. I like that because the WNBA players already don't get what they deserve as t- in terms of salaries. The WNBA is pretty cool, man. I, I mean, basketball is basketball is basketball is basketball. So I like the WNBA. I watched the, <laughs> I was excited as hell when the, uh, when 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 the when Washington won the the WNBA championship, I like watching the Sparks. I like seeing Candace Parker. I like seeing Maya Moore when when she is playing. But shouts out to her for what she's doing with the prison reform. I like seeing the stars, Brittany Griner, down at Tarasi. Like I I enjoy the WNBA, and I like that they already know they're making less than NBA players. So. It's it's really good that they have yeah they have a shortened season but they are playing you know or they're they're all getting paid which I really respect and they're playing at IMG Academy I don't I don't remember where that is but I, I do like they're, they're going to do the bubble thing with what the NBA is doing because I mean there's still COVID outside so you know shouts out shouts out to the WNBA I res- I like it and I and I've been said this before. The NBA really needs to take some some really need to take some some ideas from the WNBA. Like I didn't hear I heard maybe two three, on Friday I think. I heard the WNBA players propose a you know propose a uh you know they they're trying to play this is what we want. This is what we're doing. I didn't hear no negotiate. I didn't hear nothing. I just heard Friday the proposal was sent. Was it Tuesday or Monday? They're playing. So it's just like, hey, do this thing. So again, shouts out to the WNBA for starting. I don't think they've given a day yet, but it did say late July. So moving forward, as we know, we just talked about, and, and and this has been going on for a couple weeks now, the Black Lives Matter movement, all the protests going on, and with sports coming back, it's really important to know, or this is not the time to not be for something. Like, if you're for something, stand for something. If you're not, you can't be wishy-washy. And and one, one thing that we're starting to starting to see and starting to notice is that colleges especially college football and basketball teams are being put on notice when you have players like Mikey saying yo we don't need to go to a predominantly white school we can go to HBCU like we don't need the coaches that we don't need the school we're we're stars I mean if you're an NBA player you're an NBA player and you're starting to see like they're they're coming at players are starting to to wake up and see like they they are starting to hold these universities accountable. And one case was the the blunder that Dabo Sweeney's been doing. And it ain't like this just accidentally happened. No, Dabo Sweeney's been tripping for a minute now. You know, he had the football matters shirt when, you know, the black, you know, black lives matters has been going around. He's pretty much said all lives matter. He had an assistant coach called people the N word. It's like that has been tripping. Now, I will say this. A lot of people see Clemson and they see Deshaun Watson. They see all the African-Americans. They see Isaiah Simmons. They see um, 
some of the great players, DeAndre Hopkins, they see some of the great players that's played for Clemson. But what they don't really understand is Clemson is deep in the South. Like Clemson is not the most uh, progressive or <laughs> progressive place in the world when it comes to being African-American. And we're starting to see that. I think there was a Confederate flag, um, Confederate flag rally like the other like a couple of days ago it's like they're not the most progressive so the racism that you see in clemson clemson you know south carolina and don't get me wrong i, I went to school in south carolina shouts out to Voorhees college but south carolina isn't the most like pro-black place yeah you have charleston has a lot of african-americans you have denmark which is like hella small but <laughs> You don't really have a lot of like South Carolina is still majority Caucasian. So these players, hell, I think Clemson has like maybe 98% of their team is African American. And when you have Dabo Sweeney coming out and saying what the hell he said and and showing his actions and the assistant coaches like this is not the time to be racist, bro. If you're being racist, you're getting canceled. Like, I can't, ain't, ain't no saving here, my G. Like, if you're being racist, you're getting canceled. Like, I maybe back in the day, they'd be like, ah, I didn't understand. Hell, look at the firestorm that Drew Brees has. Look at the firestorm that came Drew Brees' way. And all, he, and, and what he said was, I don't, I don't agree with disrespecting the flag. The firestorm, because people thought that, or people, people were saying that he was discrediting what Cap said. He was discrediting the reason why the players were nailing, which he kind of was. But look at the firestorm that came Drew Brees' way. Now, imagine now you are a coach of, of men, of African-American men. And not only does your assistant coach repeatedly call him the N-word, and he's Caucasian, but you wear a football matters when we're trying to promote Black Lives Matter. Like, like, come on, that. And and here's the thing. I'm not saying Dabo is not a bad coach. Hell, Dabo is one of the best coaches, if not the best coach, outside of maybe Nick Saban in college football right now. But what I'm saying is, when you have players, players have a voice these days, man. There's there's there were there were times, don't get me wrong, there were times when coach when players needed the coach, when players needed the organization, when players needed they needed to go to college. They needed to go oh, on, let me say this. They needed to go to a big university to get out there. That is not the case when you have social media, when you have players that are bigger than ever. Now you have overseas options. You have I'm pr I don't know if it if it can happen, but you have options where you can go to a Canadian league and still get drafted. Like there's so many options now. So this is not the time. Like like let's also you know let's let's go and talk about Oklahoma the Oklahoma State wide receiver. I think his name is Chuba. I don't know what his name is. Chuba. It's Chuba something. He was upset because the coach Mike Grundy. He posted a picture wearing like a a shirt from an organization that's far right, which is for people that don't understand, it's like hella racist, like hella Republican. We're Trump's best friend. We hand in hand with Trump. Hoorah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's what that is. He comes out, the wide receiver, who is a who is a pretty good wide receiver, he says, hey, I'm not going to, this is disrespectful to myself, who is African-American, this is disrespectful to all African-Americans, this is disrespectful to Black Lives Matter, I'm not going to support this, I'm not going to be playing for Oklahoma State if this continues to happen, if, if the coach doesn't do something, like, that's what players are going to start to do, especially in a time like this. Imagine if... Clemson's top three players say, you know what, because because you have an assistant coach calling us the N-word, because you are pretty much steadfast and all lives matter, I'm not going to play. What if Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback, says I'm not going to play? Now, I know he's Caucasian, but what if he says he's not going to play? I'm pretty sure Trevor Lawrence can sit out this entire year and still be drafted number one next year. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't, you don't need, you don't need these coaches. Like especially in a time like this, man. I went to, I said I went to 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 HBCU. I didn't say that. I went to HBCU, Voorhees College. Shouts out, go Tigers! And 
I played basketball. And in and when we would go to different places, we'd go to Alabama, we'd go to New Orleans. You'd see because you, because you go to an HBCU, you don't really get to see. You're not really exposed to racism as much as you think because you're at an HBCU. I wasn't really exposed to racism at in college until my team, me as it, I went out of the school. I went to, uh, I went to. I went to, I remember I went to um, South Carolina State, which is about 45 minutes from my school. And there's a, there, for people that don't know, South, cookout is like a big staple in South Carolina. And South Carolina State has like a cookout like right next door. And I was, I was racially profiled over there. And that's a whole bunch of black people over there. But there were a couple white cops. Is that a third? I was with my mans. It's like, boom. You don't because and I say this to say that was I I graduated college in 2016. 2016 we were still dealing with we're dealing with but it wasn't it wasn't Front Street like this. What I'm saying is you cannot be a black coach you cannot be a I mean you cannot be a white coach you cannot be a white player and not be for this movement because if not people will call you out on it. People will call you out, and yeah, you could be Clemson, you could be Alabama, you could be, I don't know, Georgia or something like that. But if you're African-American players, the players that make the organization, like Shannon Sharp said it, said it perfectly, it's like, how do you, for lack of a better term, how do you not support or shit on your athletes that are african-american or or not back your african-american athletes yet they're the one that build the they build the program double sweeney would be <laughs> would be a regular degular coach if he didn't have deshaun watson and some of the players that he played with or some of the players that he coached the same same goes with the nfl you think that you and, and that kind of goes to the to another topic you think that Roger Goodell would have made that statement? Well, Roger Goodell came with a video, came out with a video. And do you think he would have came out with that, hey, I'm sorry, we messed up if Patrick Mahomes, the most important player in the league, didn't say something? Like, think about it. It took, I think, two weeks for the NFL to say something about everything that's going on. Yet and still... It took, I think, maybe a couple hours after that whole NFL video and Patrick Mahomes was in it. And then they're still talking about, you know, bring Cap on, which he might, who knows. But it's just like, where was this a year ago? Hell, Cap's bound to league, what, three, four years now? Where was that two years ago when Cap was kneeling? Where was that three years ago? Like, people are starting to starting to wake up, man. People are starting to wake up and and and... This is the wrong. This is the wrong time to be on the wrong side of history, man. Like uh, Ray Ray Cicelli, which kind of sounds funny because if you, if you put racist Ray Cicelli, huh. this is the wrong time to be on history. Ray Cicelli. Now for the for for people that aren't aware, NASCAR banned Confederate flags. I talked about it last week. NASCAR is probably the like. All right, so you have so you have the NHL. That is, that is, that's white. But then you have NASCAR, and that's a whole nother level of white. Like, they supported the Confederate flag forever. So the fact that they, last week, banned, and, and I actually looked it up. NASCAR has only had three. In the history of NASCAR, has only had three. I repeat, one, two, three African-American drivers, including Bubba Watson, who's, who's racing now. They were like, NASCAR is big and huge on the Confederate flag. So the fact that they banned the Confederate flag says a lot. Because of that, Ray Cicelli, who was a driver, I think he's been driving for like a couple of years and he ain't won nothing. I think he like drove for three, three, uh, I mean, he drove like 39 races and, and ain't won nothing. He quits in support of the Confederate flag. 
this is the wrong time. I promise you, this is the wrong time to be on that side of history, bro. Like, you cannot. I promise you, bro. You will get canceled. They were ready to get Drew Brees up out of here. They're ready to get. They're still ready to get Dabble Sweeney up out of here. Ray Cicelli will probably never be heard from again. Like, this is not the time to be on the wrong side of history because the world is changing, man. The world is changing. The world is starting to see what is happening. And this is not the time to be be promoting your your white. Like, just, just join the boat. Join the Black Lives Matter boat, bro. Because if not, hey... And goes back to my original point, as in these colleges need to do a little bit more than these press releases, man. Like, I'm, I, I think North Carolina did a press release. All right. Clemson did a press release on the same day that we found out that Dabo Sweeney's assistant coaches and calling people niggas. <laughs> Not to mention Dabo also said pretty much all lives matter. Oklahoma State did a press release, but you have the coach, Mike, Mike Gundy. Over here putting, like, having the wrong shirt on. Like, it's it's not the time. This ain't the time. This is not the time. Because, and I, and I say like this. When you see people, it's like when you see, you know, it's like this. It's like when you see a, when you see a wave, right? You can, uh, a big wave. You can either ride the wave or you can try to stop the wave. How You're not going to stop the wave. So just just join it. Just join it. Because if not, you will. It will not happen. Case of point. Case of, I know it doesn't really make a lot of sense, but well, it does make sense. Like ride the wave, bro. Join the wave. Like this is not the time to be against black people. Just because black think about it or not. Black people make up sports, man. Black people, except for maybe NASCAR, black people make up sports. Hell, you saw Alvin Kamara supported NASCAR after they um, and Bubba Watson after they got rid of the Confederate flag. This is not the time. So, hey, man, shouts out to NASCAR to, for being on the right side of history. <sighs> Coaches need to do more. Coaches need to do more, not just put out these press releases. Hey, we're for you. You know, we got the black boxes. They need to do more. They need. And, and some coaches, like like Mike Gundy, like Dabo Sweeney, are really starting to show themselves, man. They're really starting to show themselves. So, hey, I don't, hey. And, yeah. But moving forward, one one thing that's been big this week has been, uh, or last week, has been the MLB. So, as we see, the NBA is, is, is gearing up to start again. The NFL is gearing up to start the WNBA is gearing up to start. NHL is pretty much about to start. MLB is real live in. They might there might not be a season. I talked about it last last week. MLB cannot, and I mean, not afford to not have a season because their 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 viewership, their fans are already dwindling as we speak. If there's not a season, think about it. If there's not a season, then you're going to have to go back to the drawing board and and do a whole, reconstruct the whole CBA, reconstruct the whole Players Association. And that more than likely will cause another lockout. So that means that more than likely, if there's no season this year, there might not be a season next year because you'll have players, if they can't agree with, starting the season now how the hell they're gonna agree with how we're gonna start a whole nother season and we still got to build up the cba again so the 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 players do not like this is not what you want for if you're the mlb you do not want to not play but i'll say this when you come to a negotiation table you have to understand that more than likely unless no more than likely, you're not going to get what you want. Or, I'm sorry, you're not going to get 100% of what you want. You're going to have to give some. You're going to have to take some. What we're starting to see is owners aren't really willing to give or aren't really willing to take away. Like, owners really expect players to risk their lives 
because again, there's no vaccine out there for this corona, risk their lives and get paid like 25% of their actual salary. Now, I know for regular people like me and you, it's like, hey, <laughs> I can take 500000 I can take, I don't know, I can take $35,000. Hey, that's for regular people like you and me. But when you have people that's used to living a multi-million dollar lifestyle and then not making multi-million million dollars, it's like, that is a big hit, man. Not to mention you're expecting them to risk their lives. Like you're expecting them to go out and risk their lives. And I would understand if they're like, all right, we'll give you 75% since we're not playing a full season. You'll give you 75% and you just play. No, they're they're pretty much saying, hold on now. Like we'll play. The players won like 114 games. They denied it. Then the people, the CBA came back and said, they want, uh, I think, like 70 games. They denied that. They came back and said, all right, we'll give you like 68 games. And they just denied that. So it's really looking like Noah's eyes really want to hear what he's after the first F you when the when the owners were pretty much saying, hold on now. Like, no, you're not. We're going to considerably cut your check. And the player's like, all right, well, if that's the case, then ain't nothing to really talk about. So I understand the frustration of what's going on, man. I really do. And I told you guys last week, the MLB cannot afford to not have a season. And that's what it looks like might be happening. So, hey, it's, it sucks, especially after the year after the Nationals win the, win the World Series. But... Hey, this this ain't the time. This is not the time. It's a, like, I, I, <laughs> and, and the thing about the MLB is the MLB, the, and I've said this before, but the MLB is so tone deaf to what's really going on in the world. As in, the MLB really, like, if you talk to a, a staunch MLB fan, they still think the MLB is the most popular sport ever. Like, they still think... You know, their father's pastime is like, no, bro. Nobody gives flying to, nobody cares about watching game 150 of an MLB season, especially if you're like the, the Mariners and you're not even in the, in, you're not even in contention. Like nobody cares. Like no, the, the, people go to MLB games for the experience. They don't go unless like you're a big team, like maybe the Yankees or the Boston or now the Nationals. Nobody cares. Like they go for they go to the ballpark for experience. They don't go like, yeah, I'm such a huge fan of this team. MLB fans and teams are so like No, bro. So it's like, come on, man. I all I'm saying is this. MLB better get with the times, man. You you need to give some to take some, because trust me. You're you're not that popular anymore, man. Like people, unless you're die die hard MLB fan, nobody. And how many real die hard MLB fans are there? People really care about the basketball, the basketball. People really care about the NBA. People really care about the NFL. Like nobody's checking up on MLB uh, except for when it comes on my sports feed or if my team, which is the Nationals, if they're playing or something. But that, that's that's all I'm saying. Like nobody cares. So get with the time or you will lose the you will like you will become so irrelevant. I'm not saying that MLB will completely stop, but you're going to lose the small diehard fans that you have. And once you lose that, it's like, what else do you have? So get with the times, MLB. Um, Let me see. Let me see. Ezekiel Elliott has Corona <laughs> and he was he was upset about it because like which I. That kind of makes I was thinking about that too because he was talking about HIPAA and how you're gonna release like his medicals and stuff. I was I was thinking about it too. Like, how is it that when KD got it, I found out like, aren't you supposed to like hold the medical records? But he had it, and that kind of kind of did a broader, or kind of got me thinking a little broader. Well, got me thinking. The NFL has already come out and said that they plan on doing like still having fans in the stands. Of course, not the all the all the fans, but still have fans. 
And it's like, is that really what you want to do? I get that the you know NFL fans are very important when but the atmosphere fans are very important for any sport that has you know fans like the NBA basketball MLB NBA basketball NBA NFL you know but it's like the virus is very real so do you, should you really have fans the game is still going to be the game you still have players of course you'll be in controlled environments you'll be inside stadiums but should you really have you know fans i don't i don't know again i the thing that people have to understand is this this year is going to be different from anything else that's ever happened this sports year hell the nba stopped halfway baseball is supposed to be going on right now nhl i mean uh yeah nhl is supposed to be going on right now they're supposed to be having otas are supposed to start like next year next month it's like this is the this is we're not going to see anything like this again and it's like you just got to get with it. Of course, it's not going to, it shouldn't always be like, it's not going to always be like this. But if it is like this now, yeah, you might have to play with no fans. You might have to play in a bubble. You might have to do this. You might have to do that. But it's not going to last. You know what I mean? So it's like, you got to, you got to adjust, bro. Because if you don't, like, you're going to get left, man. Uh, so I don't know. I, I think that, it, I don't think that you should play. With fans, especially if there's no vaccine. Now, if there is a vaccine, hey, do what you got to do. But I don't think that you should play, especially if you're playing with partial fans. If you're playing with partial fans, what's the point? Because it's just going to be, it's still going to look like an empty arena. Which is just, you know, you're still going to, and I understand the owners talking about, you know, money and revenue and stuff. But you're still going to have the TV deals. You're still going to have the viewership. Like, that's what... Owners are billionaires, anyways. Like you're going to, you're gonna lose some money. Everyone's lost some money in this. Like, it's like, it's even, 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 um, even overseas are playing without fans. Like people are. It's, it's like I understand that fans are important, but you're gonna have to adjust, bro. Everyone has to adjust in times like this. If not, again, you're gonna cause more damage than 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 harm. And it's like. You know, it, it and you, and what you're going to have to realize and what everyone's going to have to realize is this isn't going to this isn't going to be the norm, hopefully. So just just suck it up for a season. You know what I mean? Like, you, what, what would you rather have? You rather have players because there's more. I know uh, Ezekiel Elliott has come, uh, they came out and said he has it, but there's multiple players that haven't even gone to the doctors that I know have it. People from the Texans. I think that a couple players from the Texans have tested positive for the corona it's like (laughs) it's like just be smart man i know again we've all missed sports sports i love sports how this is a sports podcast we all love and miss sports but be safe you know what i mean like be be smart we've we've gone this long without sports we can go a little bit longer if 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 we're not ready like we got to be smart about it so you don't know um Moving forward, I mean, and, 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 you know, I hope Ezekiel, well, Ezekiel is that he's fine. Well, he's, he's feeling better. So shout out to him. So, and I hope he feels better. So, yeah. Uh, quickly, KD becomes a partial owner of the soccer team. I totally, I don't remember what soccer team is called, but, you know, we see players like KD now, LeBron, Kobe, RIP, he did that. We're starting to see, I, I think, Times like this, players are going to start venturing out to see how they can make more revenue outside of basketball. You see a lot of players doing the whole Twitch thing. You see a lot of players doing deals with with uh, with YouTube and and having YouTube and vlog accounts. It's like you you starting to see players really venture out and do different things. So I think that you know it's it's a it, I mean it's a crazy time as terms of virus wise and and the NBA stoppage and, and stuff like that. So shouts out to KD for being a partial owner. I also like seeing African Americans own things. Like, you know, shouts out to y'all. <laughs> like you don't see a lot of black owners. In fact, I think there might be in fact I don't think there's five black owners in sports. So I think that of course he's not the complete owner, but the fact that his his name is in the ownership group is is big. So shouts out to KD and any other players that are going to do that. 
So, uh, before we go, this is episode 100. And <laughs> yes, I expected to be here <laughs> because I love doing this. Um, I love talking about sports. I start that's how I started my podcast, and this is how I'm going to start the segment. I love talking about sports. And if I say that this was only me that that helped me get here, then I'd be lying. So what I wanted to do before we before we go. And I appreciate all you guys that are listening on the podcast, you know, listening wherever you're listening. I appreciate all the people that are watching on YouTube. I appreciate all the people that are on um, Instagram and because I'm IG live in this episode and I appreciate all you guys. But what I wanted to do is I wanted to give shout outs to every single person that has helped me along the way. This uh, before I go. Like I said, I wanted to shout out everybody, and I mean absolutely everybody that has helped me throughout this way. Because, like I said, this is uh, this is episode one hundred, and I didn't get here by myself. So, let's start with shouting out my mother. Um, for people that don't know, my mother actually created my um, Stephanie Bryan. For people that don't know, my mother created my logo. Uh, for people, if you go to Apple Apple Podcasts and you go to Unpopular Podcasts, you see the original orange box. That was me. It had an orange with Unpopular Podcasts and it had like a basketball. My mother was like, "Hold on, Jay. Like, you're kind of representing the family here. Let me let me take over and let me uh make the logo." And I was like, "I right, bet." So she made the logo. So the logo that you see, my mother made that. So shouts out to my mother, Stephanie Bryan. Shouts out to Adam Wyatt. Adam Wyatt is a a man that I work with when I do some freelance gigs. And he I talked to him about it early on. He he trusted the vision. So after we talked, he for people that watch the visuals, he made the he made the intro to my visuals. People to see the unpopular podcast, like 3D jump. He made that. So shouts out to Adam. Shouts out to Nicole Richardson and Brax Candles. That she was actually my first sponsor. Um, if you guys want to sponsor the podcast, you can. You know, I really, tri- you know, I appreciate you guys. But Nicole was my first sponsor, and and Brax Candles. She has some of the best. Well, she has a, the best candles out. Go shop with her. But I want to shout out Nicole. I want to shout out. Let me see. Oh, and these names are not like from most important to least important. They're just I made a list of all of them. So if your name comes last or in the middle, it's no disrespect. I just like I said, I just made the list. So shouts out Adam. Shouts out my mom. Shouts out Brax Candles and Nicole Richardson. Shouts out to Mike Curry. Mike Curry, who is the Mike Curry is the host of the Curry in the Pop podcast. I grew, we grew up together, sort of, and you know, I he he gave me a lot, or I saw a lot from him, how he does his podcast, and I took some aspects that I like, and of course, a lot of it is my own. But shouts out to Mike; he definitely has helped me along the way, kind of guided me and steered me a lot when I needed his help as terms of how to get a podcast started. Um, shouts out to Casino Productions. I think it was episode 75 when I had the big round table with Mike Curry. I had Terrence. I had um, Wilson. He he you he lended me his camera, his camera equipment as well. He didn't lend me. I paid for it. But he was the one that shot it. His production company, Casino Productions. He's the one that shot it. A shout out to him and his team. Like, like I said, and he's he's giving me advice when it comes to editing. He's giving me advice with with equipment. Shouts out to Casino Productions. Shouts out to Jasmine Brown. Jasmine Brown, who actually has a she makes she bakes like goods and stuff. Go shot with her. Like for real. Jasmine Brown was actually my first guest. <laughs> sounds sounds crazy. The thing about but Jasmine Brown was my first guest on the on the podcast. Uh, I believe it was like episode thirty six or something, but she was my first guest. So shouts out to Jasmine Brown. Shouts out to Maya Palmer. 
she's the one. Maya's the one that like really forced me to do this. Like Maya was the one that's like, yo, you tripping, bro. Like, do it. And I was just, I was, cause I trust me, when I tell y'all, I've been wanting to start this for years. I just, you know, didn't didn't do it. She was she was just always like, yo, do it, do it. I trust, I believe in you. So shouts out to Maya Palmer. Shouts out to Brittany McCullough. Brittany, who she got me this mic and she's helped me with so much stuff. That's my girl. Shouts out to you. Love you to death. I appreciate you. Shouts out to Jarrell Leeper. Jarrell has been on the podcast a couple of times. And if you know Jarrell, Jarrell is Mr. Positive, man. Jarrell is always positive. Always ain't nothing, ain't nothing not positive about Jarrell. So I want to shout out to you, man. He's definitely given me some advice along the way. He's been on a couple podcast episodes. Shouts out to you. Shouts out to Janae Rochelle. She is, I think, the brand manager of the polar movement go shot with them but she was a guest on the podcast and i really appreciate her outlook that she gave to you know when she came on she was talking about the wizards she was talking about washington sports in general so shouts out to her shouts out to mike sykes he is the he has a blog well a newsletter called the kicks we wear and he's a he's a contributor to axios He's huge, man. Like he's he's helped me a lot as well. He's been on a couple podcasts. We've talked about shoes. Uh, Maya's been on that podcast as well, and Maya's been on a, a guest as well. But she talked. We talked about shoes. We talked about everything under the sun. And and I appreciate Mike uh, Ashande Laylaw. Ashande is one of the most creative people I know. He does everything from music to to clothes to to. We talked about shoes. He was a guest on the podcast. We went to school together. Uh, college together so shouts out to Ashande shouts out to Christina Williams she is the creator of uh, girls talk about sports I believe she was a guest and I really appreciate her output I appreciate what she brought to the what she brought to the podcast shouts out to Courtney Smith she she's she works for ESPN as a content creator she was on the podcast we're pretty cool and 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 anytime you're watching ESPN, you see a graphic pop up that might be her. Shouts out to Laurencia Moulton. She is a former af- student athlete at, uh, I don't remember the school, but she's a former athlete. She came on and, and really gave me a different perspective when we we're talking about student athletes, uh, especially women that might not have aspirations of playing in the WNBA. Shouts out to... Lauren Moses, she is a former athlete at Virginia. She also has her own podcast. I believe it's called the Moses Podcast with her and her brother. Go shouts uh, shouts out to her. She definitely came on and 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 and, get, and was a guest on the podcast. Shouts out to Robin Dame. I think they are the host of the DSL. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Sports podcast. Go check it out. They were a couple guests with Jarrell, and we talked about. DMV Sports, so shouts out to them. Shouts out to Terrence Nelson and Wilson Leeper. I told you guys, I think it was episode 75 or 77. It was the one where we were talking about the decade. They came on and gave their perspective. I used to work uh, outside with with Terrence, and shouts out to them. Shouts out to Jordan Burchard. He was a guest on the podcast. We had with a, uh, it was a panel that we did, the, um, we pretty much had an all-decade draft. Shouts out to them. Shouts out to Takira Carter. She's been on the podcast a couple times, and I see she, uh, I see she, um, she has her own podcast, uh, Life After with Takira Carter. She has her own, I guess, web series, checking in with Takira Carter, where she interviews athletes and agents and coaches and. Anybody for the sports under the sea. So shouts out to Kira. She definitely was was definitely a you know I appreciate her being a guest. Shouts out to Joe Mar Stoddard. He's the one that picked Harrison Barnes. <laughs> for people that know, that was when we did the All Decade Draft, and my man's picked Harrison Barnes. Uh, we you know we we were pretty close. Um, shouts out to Joe Mar Stoddard. Shouts out to ESPN's Marcus Matthews. He or undefeated Marcus was pretty much ESPN. Shouts out to all, you know, shouts out to them for he came on, 
he was the first person like for, all right, so people that don't know, I send out like emails upon emails upon emails of people to come on. Uh just so I can interview them so I get their point of view. And of course, this list ain't that long, so that means a lot of people ain't respond, but that's okay. The people that have come on, you know, I really appreciate. And Marcus Matthews was a person that came on. And last but not least, I want to shout out Alton Mosley. For people that don't know, when I edit the visuals and put it on YouTube, I also edit a clip from the entire episode and put it on my Unpopular Podcast channel. What he did was he went out of his way at the kindness of his heart, and he made an intro that you will guys, that you guys will be seeing moving forward free. He made an intro for the YouTube clip, so shout out to them. I want to thank everyone that has been here, even if you listen to once, even if you listen to a second of one episode of, of all 100 episodes, I appreciate it. Even if you haven't listened to an episode, but you retweeted or you shared or you liked or you subscribed to the channel. I appreciate all you guys. I appreciate everything that you've been doing or every every all the support that I've gotten from anybody. Again, I do this for myself. I do it because I love talking about sports. I do it because this is a passion of mine. And I thank everyone that has agreed or or has been willing to, I guess, ride the wave with me. So, again, I appreciate everybody. And this is the 100th episode of the Unpopular Podcast. And this is to 100 more. If you listen to this, please subscribe wherever you're listening. If you're watching this, please subscribe to the YouTube channel. I thank you for everyone that has been on IG Live, whether you're on now, whether you came on for a second. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. I appreciate all the support. I really do. And again, that's episode 100 and to 100 more. Much love. Last night, people protesting in Minneapolis escalated as demonstrators were lashed by tear gas and rubber bullets. The main message here, the main message the here, main message here, is that they want to see those officers involved. They want to see those officers arrested. Officers arrested. Arrest, arrest, arrest. Trade my 4 by 4 for GC3, ain't no more freelance speed I gave him chance, a chance, a chance again, I even told him please I find it crazy, the police will shoot you and know that you dead but still tell you to freeze Fucked up, I seen what I seen, I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe It's too many mothers just grieving, they killing us for no reason Been going on for too long to get even, throw us in cages like dogs and hyenas I went to court and they sent me to prison, my mama was crushed when they said I can't leave First I was drunk, then I sobered up quick when I heard all that time that they gave it to I He got a license plus, we just some products of iron Environment, how the fuck they gon' blame us? You can't fight fire with fire, I know, but at least we can turn off the flames on. Every color person ain't dumb, and all whites not racist. I be judging by the mind and heart, I ain't really in the face. Fuck up the way that we living is not getting better, you gotta know how to survive. Crazy, I had to tell all of my loved ones to carry a gun when they going outside. Stay in the mirror whenever you drive, overprotective, go crazy for mine. You gotta pay attention to the sign, seem like the blind following the blind. Thinking about everything that's going on, I boost security up in my home. I with my kind of they right or they wrong I call him now, he'll pick up the phone And it's five in the morning, he waking up on it Tell him wherever I'm at, then they coming I see blue lights, I get scared and start running That shit be crazy, they push to protect us Swords and handcuffs and arrest us Why they go home at night, that shit messed up Knowing we needed help, they neglect us One of them who gon' make them respect us I can see in your eye that you fed up Fuck around, got my shot, I won't let up They know that we a problem together They know that we can storm anywhere else. It's bigger than black and white It's a problem with the whole way of life it Can't change overnight but we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead start here We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear Fuck it, I'm going on the front line, he gon' bust your ass If you come at that gun line, you know when the storm go away Then the sunshine, you gotta put your head in the game when it's crunch time I want all my sons to grow up to be monsters I want all my daughters to show out in public Seem like we losing our country, but we gotta stand up for something So this what it comes to, every video I see on my country I got power now, I gotta say something Corrupted police been the problem where I'm from But I'd be lying if I said it was all of them I ain't do this for the trend, I don't follow them Altercations with the law had a lot of them People speaking for the people, I'm proud of them Stick together, we can get it up out of them I can't lie like I don't rap about killing and dope But I'm telling my 
my youngest to vote I did what I did cause I didn't have no choice and no hope I was forced to just jump in and go This bullshit is all that we know But it's time for a change Got time to be serious, no time for no games Ain't taking no more, let us go for them chains God bless they soul, every one of them names It's bigger than black and white It's a problem with the whole way of life It can't change overnight But we gotta start somewhere Might as well go ahead, start here We done had a hell of a year I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear They training officers the killers, then shooting protesters with these rubber bullets. They regular people, I know that they feel us. These scars too deep, they heal us. What happened to COVID? Nobody remember it, ain't making sense. I'm just here to vent. It happened to one of your people, it's different. We get it, the system is wicked, just learn how to pick it. Knowledge is power, I swear I'm a witness. I know that I'm gifted, I won't go too deep, cause I'm scared they'll get me. Ain't scared to admit it, some shit I can't mention. It's people who can, well, here's the chance. I won't take the stand, but I'll take a stand for what I believe. Must not be breathing the air that I breathe. You know that the way that I bleed, you can breathe. I never been a fan of police, but my neighborhood. No, I try to keep peace, so it's only right that I get in the streets March for a reason, I just on GP How people die for us to be free, fuck do you mean? This was a dream, now we got the power that we need to have They don't want us with it, and that's why they mad yeah. It's bigger than black and white It's a problem with the whole way of life it can't change overnight But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead Start here, we done had a hell of a year I'ma make it count why I'm here God is the only man I fear It's bigger than black and white It's a problem with the whole way of life, it can't change overnight. But we gotta start somewhere, might as well go ahead, start here. We done had a hell of a year, I'ma make it count why I'm here. God is the only man I fear.